Well, hello, hello, hello. I want to welcome everybody to the Tell Em Sus Show. Listen, I am your host, My Kai Collier. I like to call myself a mind motivator. I'm a coach. I do many of things. Listen, the Tell Em Sus Show is a place where we have real people with real conversations and raw truths. We talk about life. We give tactics, tips, and tools to help you push what's on the inside of you. I love having guests. I love having company at the table because I like to hear what everybody's talking about. I like to give you good conversation and I guarantee you, you will get something that's going to make your life better. Now, I have a guest and I told you all we're going to start a holiday um, series entitled What's Cooking? And you know what? I said, what better person to have as my first guest? And that is our very own Chef Ann. Now, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm a little partial because yes, 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 he is my cousin. And I love saying that. And before I even really introduce, there's something amazing that I have to tell you all about this man, this awesome man. First of all, he is a father. He's a husband. He's a son. He is um, he loves his family and uh, he loves God. He does great, amazing things, not only for his personal business, but for his community, for helping out with many things. But it's something that I didn't tell you all about. And that is he won an Emmy Award for his work as a freelance graphic designer. And it was with a documentary entitled um, a Century of Change for PBS. And, I, you know, that is just that's that's amazing to me that that's just really really amazing to me so i want you all to just um welcome um our very own uh chef and he is the owner um of seasons classic catering um services and he is a phenomenal chef and i love one of his what well, it's his only tagline and he says it's just different right it's just different and so i want you all to help me give a wonderful welcome to all our listeners that are going to be listening whether you're driving whether you cooking your thanksgiving dinner or you just decided you wanted to find out what's cooking i want you to welcome this amazing chef i could go on and on that his food has been um, eaten as he as been a personal chef he does catering for corporate for individual he's had um anywhere from nfl to nba players he has been the preferred caterer of many corporations in kansas city missouri he was uh, listed and voted as the top five caterers of kansas city i don't know about you but that is huge he was voted by um kansas city pitch while being the only small business on the list listen when I tell y'all this is huge, this is big, and I'm not just saying this to prime or pump, but I love to give people their flowers. I love to hear about their accolades. Anthony was voted best chef by Kansas City People's Choice Award, and um, I could go on and on, but I want to invite him to the table and say, welcome, Anthony. Welcome, Chef Ant. What's cooking with you? How are you? Talk to the people. How wonderful. Yes. Yes, I'm excited to have you here. So listen, it's holiday season. Have you been extremely busy? Uh well, busy with family. So 
we stopped catering like holiday meals a couple years ago. Um, I just kind of felt like we work like every weekend. So when holiday time come, I'm like, we probably need to focus on us. I love that. I, I love that. I kind of cut it down. You know what? The Europeans do that. When we were in Europe, um, they always took a month off. They would they would shut down close to holiday times. And then on off seasons, they would take a month off. When I first seen that, I was like, wow, they're taking off a whole month. They're not going to have any business. They're not going to this. But I was coming from a Western mindset, um, not understanding in the European culture, they were really honoring family and time and all of those different things. So um, kudos to you for, yeah. for, for doing that. Yeah, kudos to you for doing that. So tell me, I want to talk to the, I want you to talk to the people a little bit because you are, I mean, I've looked on Instagram, I've had your food personally, but um, not only does it look good, some people stuff look good and it don't taste good, <laughs> <laughs> but your food is absolutely amazing. And so I just really wanted to ask you, you know, what, what was it that made you want to become a chef? Uh, well, I think I always, when I was a kid, I felt like I was like, I want to own a restaurant or I, and I want to be a lawyer and so I was like going to go to law school and then I was like I'm not gonna go to law school because I didn't want to go to school anymore I don't my bad and then um and then after that I was kind of like well my mom always cooked of course and my grandmother and so I was like um hold on I got people coming in here but I got <laughs> so I kind of just got to a place to where I was like, I can do this for myself. And I feel like our first catering job was with you, mm -hmm. um, with your with a women's conference. And so I was like, you know what? We could really, really do this for real because the people kind of went crazy. I was like, I could do this full time. Right. And right. so um I think like my grandmother, when I was little, she was like, and my mom, they were like, you better learn how to cook because you like to eat. And they were like, young women don't cook like like us. So you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> I, I, I better like, learn how to do what yeah. I love so yeah. I don't have to ever worry about being without. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not about to starve. So I'm going to have to figure it out. You know, I, I want to say, I want to talk about that for a minute. And and you know, it's I love food. I tell people all the time, I love food. And I think about, I don't think we realize. I watched a movie. I think it's called High Off the Hog. Have you have you watched that? Yeah, but in just the history of food, and I love um I love studying about culture where things started from. I looked at a show the other day on how salt is made and how it's such a primary thing. And so um, people don't realize how important food is uh, as a part of our culture. I mean, and I'm not just talking about the African-American culture. I mean, it can be the Hispanic culture because um, I know my Puerto Rican brothers and sisters, man, they love to get it in when they all get together. So food is just vital and a part of our family. So um, I think that's amazing that number one, you, you had thought about already a restaurant, but then you realize that you know, and I love that you said, I realized that I could do this because sometimes people envision something, they dream about something, but they don't think it's possible to do for a living. Yeah. And also, like you said, in the good thing, and I recommend people watch that documentary too, but 
the catering aspect for us is like I tell people, you know, catering was created by black people. And so it's very important. Like it's a, it's, that was our thing. So that's something that we created. And it's such a big thing now because food is memories. So I tell people like our, I think the bulk of what we do now are like wedding catering. And so um, I like doing weddings because when people look back at their wedding, it'll be 10 years from now or 20 years from now. And they're like, man, that food was so good at that wedding. Right. I know they're going to be thinking about us and we'll yes. be connected to those people. And so, you know, we go all over the place and everywhere I go, in town i bump into somebody at least once a day and they're like oh uh tell me about when next time y'all making this because those soul rolls are so good or let me know when y'all making something and so i feel like we connect to people and so you know food food to me food makes the party so yeah <laughs> you, you know what you're exactly right i remember when my son was getting married and he was saying um both of my children it's like mom the wedding part the ceremony colors like she's really into that but for me it's all about the reception afterwards. And it has to be lively where families coming together and the food has to be good. It got to be good. Yeah, so, I tell people, if you want to ruin a wedding, have bad food. Because people are going to talk about it. And yes. so they talk about it. And so it's funny, like people will come to like, we do a lot of weddings and I feel like people like, we did a wedding of, uh, maybe about a month ago and this man that came to me and he's like, I came in from out of town. He was like, and I'm gonna tell you something. My, I've married two daughters and I've never tasted anything like this at a wedding. He was like, and I'm just disappointed wow. in myself that I didn't find somebody like y'all. And wow. I was like, I said, so I told him, I said, this is important. I mean, and that's why we do what we do. And so, and that's why I tell people that's where the tagline thing. And I told this lady one time, she's like, I love your catchphrase. I said, man, it's really not a catchphrase. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you eat our food and then you go somewhere else and eat the same thing, I'm telling you something, you're going to tell. It's a difference. Yes. It's just different. And I feel like, to me, that's what it is. So whether somebody pays me $100 or $100,000, the food will taste the same. And we're going to get the same attention that we give everybody because I just feel like it's just different. Now, so, let me ask you a question. This is, um, and I believe this to be true. Just let me know if you think this is true, too. Can you feel the love inside of food? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that is so true. I always tell people, don't cook my food mad or angry because I can taste it. I need, I need the love. I need the passion. Like you can tell it in the food. Yeah. This lady, that's what uh we just one of the weddings we just did. That was one of the testimonials that the lady said. She said. It was amazing, and I felt the love in everybody. Mm. That was really what she sent me, this mom. And so she was kind of like, you know, oh, my God, like, y'all made the day for us. That's and awesome. And so I feel like that's why we do what we do. I just enjoy it. Yeah, so you get to um, serve people food, but not only that, you're getting a, I mean, a wedding is a covenant. It's a coming together. It's um, it's it's vows being made. It's memories being made. It's families joining together. So really, I think that's amazing. You get to, you know, like you said, most of the things that we do now are catering and you get to be a part of, of something very special, like you said, for people that they will remember for a lifetime. So, wow, that's, that's, I, I love that. Now, let me ask you a question because I know you're a father. I know you are a husband and you do all of these different things. How do you balance um, the work 
and the family. Because, you know, it's one thing when you check in and you're going from nine to five to a job. But as far as a lot of people don't understand, when you're an entrepreneur, the, the hours fluctuate, the time fluctuates, the, the preparation. So how do you, as a chef, as a, as a mighty man, as a father, um, husband, how do you balance the work and the family? Um, well, one, the first thing is, is that we are a family-owned business. And so although I do have people who work with us who are not related to us, um, the you know, my my mom, my wife is there, my son is there. So we spend time that way. But um when when I started and um I got to a place where I was like, okay, I was kind of like taking days off from work sometimes to go do corporate caterings and stuff during the time when I was kind of like, okay, I really want to do maybe do this full time. And I talked to my wife about it. And so when I talked to her about it, I was just like, you know, I've been praying about this. I feel like this is kind of where we're at. And then um, my job, it caught me and it was kind of like, we feel like we kind of had an impasse with you, you know? And I was like, I agree. And so I was like, I'm not mad, you know? And so I think I left the day and I said, well, I think that this is what I'm be doing full time. And she was like, okay. I said, give me two months. Mm -hmm. If I don't make enough money, I'll go find another job. But if I do, then this is it. And I think um, having somebody like, you know, being prayerful about it and having somebody support who supports what I do and understands that, you know, like you said, my time fluctuates and then just trying to balance, like, you know, sometimes I know my kids got stuff. I take my kids to school every day. And that's another thing too, the freedom that I have as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, it's not for everybody, of course, but, you know, I just have freedom. I can take my kids to school every yeah. day. I don't work every day, you right, know, right. I, mean, I do, but I don't. So right, I tell right, people, right. Hey, you know, I might invoice and send emails and stuff every single day. I get phone calls, Monday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. But as far as like, am I cooking for people every day? No. And I don't mm -hmm. have to, you know, at this point. Right. Um, and I'm and I'm thankful that I don't have to because it frees me to do things. And I also have to know when to say no. Um, and be smart enough to be like, we're not gonna be able to do that, you know, because I struggle. I yes. used to, I, I mean, I still, it's still, I still struggle with it. Uh, not even from a, a money standpoint, but just because I don't like to disappoint people. So sometimes people will call us and I'm like, I know I really can't do this, but I be tr I'm trying in my mind to figure out how I can give them what they want so that they can experience us but then I'm like I know I can't do this and I don't right. want to cheat y'all either so I gotta learn to tell people no because I'm like you know or just like this whole entire week I've gotten phone calls people start calling me in September like and actually somebody called me in August this year like so what about Thanksgiving this year I'm like we're not doing it right. and so I just gotta learn to say no because I'm like and so when they're just kind of like why or what if I just drop it off I'm not doing it at all because I owe my family that. And you so, know what? That is so good. I want to pause there for a minute because you said some really key things that I don't want people to miss because there is this false imagination as far as entrepreneurship. And really what I caught out of what you said, number one, um, 
I discussed it with my family. So how I look at that, looking from the faith world, we counted up the cost. Like we sat down and we counted up the cost. This is what it's going to cost us. This is what it's going to look like. But then you said, but when you know you have someone who supports you to understand what you do, and then when we do have time to collab together, we do that. That makes all the difference in the world. And then you said, I also... I also have my freedom, even though I'm working hard and I'm serving other people, I still have the freedom to take my child to school every day. Whereas some people are working corporate and they don't get a chance to see their children at all. You know, So just hearing those things, I need people to pick up on that when they're listening because they're saying, oh, I wanna be an entrepreneur. And I think entrepreneurship is absolutely amazing. I think it's kingdom. I think um, people should have more than one one river that's going but I do like the fact that I realized that it wasn't just about me I realized that I have a family and I discussed it with my family I got support we understand what we do when we're able to work together we do that and the last thing you said and I always say this no is a complete sentence mm-hmm. you you learned how to say no and and stuck to that like no, and I know people will beg you, they will plead and they will want this. But once you have said no, you stick to that. And I'm gonna tell you, your family values that too. Your um, you know, and believe it or not, your customers, your clients, they they begin to respect that this person not only honors what they do for a living, they honor who they live with. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's 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 really really good well you know i absolutely love food and i love everything that you all cook and so i've been all over the world with my husband i've ate some amazing stuff but i wanted to ask you because i think our listeners want to know what's maybe one of the craziest things you've ever cooked um trying to think i feel like we had a guy one time who had contacted us for a party. He had had another caterer and it wasn't working. So he had called. And so I talked to him on the phone. I was like, he was like, what? I'm like, what do you need? You know, I always want to know, especially when somebody is like, they use somebody else and it right. didn't work out. So I'm like, what, what happened? Tell me that first. <laughs> so he told me and I was like, so what, what do you need? And he was like, well, I want lobster thermidor. And I was like, well, that's an old school thing. People don't really make that anymore. Mm-hmm. So and I was like, and it and it has to be done a certain way. So I was like, you know, so there's a kitchen at this place because that needs to be made on the spot. You can't make that and then bring it somewhere. He's like, well, yeah, they got a kitchen. So I go to the kitchen and it's like a microwave and a counter. And I was like, yeah, they don't got no kitchen. Right. So <laughs> I was like, how can I figure this out? So I brought a, a grill in the people building and a torch and all kind of stuff. And we made it. But that was probably the wildest thing. I mean, and um, the guy, I mean, he was so excited. I mean, and he wanted a tomahawk steak. And I was like, how am I going to make this stuff, buddy, for you? Now, and explain that to people, because some people may not know exactly what that is. So how is that cooked? Uh, lobster thermidor. Uh-huh. So, you know, you have to make like a sauce, but it has to be heated mm-hmm. uh, over the lobster. And it's a whole lobster. The lobster is like cut open and the meat is like taken out, put back in. Uh, it's it's a process. And so right. I was kind of like, I don't know how I'm going to do this and how I'm going to light this sauce on the top. 
because there's no kitchen. Right, right, right. I can't broil it. I can't. Yeah, like there's bread coming on top. I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But, you know, I called someone, um, one of my friends who's a chef, and I was like, from New Orleans, I was like, gee, you got to get me. Come on, let's let's talk this through. Yes, yeah. got to figure this out. And so he told me, I mean, we, and, and I mean, we got it. And the guy was, I mean, I was grilling, you know, a four pound steak in, in this. I mean, it was really not, it was really a closet with a counter, but we I made it happen. It. So I love it. I love it. So it wasn't so much, here, here's what I caught out of that. It's not necessarily that the food was really crazy. It's just that sometimes a lot of us that are eating, we see pretty stuff, but we don't understand the process that it takes because yeah. sometimes it's a crazy process to get the pretty stuff <laughs> yeah i mean there's really you know i tell people like i don't think there's anything that we i mean can't do or probably haven't done um but it is it, that is a process and so and it's a big process and i think too uh especially when you're doing like big caterings too i think people don't understand you know um Sometimes like I, I'll see other caterers and they'll be like, oh, wow, or other big companies. So when we, like you said, being with these other companies that are usually nominated with us for these categories in town, they are like, you know, two, they got 100, 100 people on their staff, 300 right, people. Staff. Right. And then, and I'm like, how many people cook this food? So I'll talk to them sometimes. And I'm like, how many people, you know, was in the kitchen with you all today? And yes. they're like, you know, we had 10 chefs or something. And, you know, we had like sous chefs and we had prep cook kit, you know. And then they're like, right. oh, so how many people is your, and I'm like, how many people is your wedding for? And they'll be like 100 people. And I'm like, mm. so then they're like, how many people is your wedding for? And I'd be like 250. And they're like, well, who's with you? Me and my mom. Right. So, so, you know, I think people understand, you know, like the amount of work that we put in. So that's why I tell people, I'm like, I just know it's different because people are not putting out what we're putting out the um, and the amount of food and the quality of food with the size of with the people that we have it's small it's us you know what I would say you all have the grace like everybody doesn't have the grace of God to be able to do what you all do and that's what I hear like we don't only have a business we don't only serve but we serve it because of the grace of God. Because what we do, the average person would not even be able to handle what we do. It takes 10 chefs, two sous chefs, a cleanup person to be able to do. And sometimes we can't tell you how we do it, but God gives us grace to do it. So, I mean, that's why, I mean, I know when you all came and catered for us, (laughs) our congregation, our people, visitors, I mean, I I remember somebody in our area was, I could tell they were trying their best to recreate y'all shrimp and grits because they switched theirs with sausage. I said, I was saying to myself, oh, no, baby, you ain't, you ain't going to get it. (laughs) You, you ain't going to get it, but you can try, but you, you not going to get it. So I, I and I be, and I tell people sometimes, you know, people are asking me or other chefs will see what we do. And then somebody will be like, yeah, I had so and so's this, and I'd be like, How do I? How was it? They'd be like, Are you mad that they made it? And I'm like, No, and I'm like, I actually kind of told them, you know, and they'd yeah. be like, oh. they like, You wasn't mad, like, No, because I could give you the recipe, 
You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to have my sauce. Oh, you better come on. I tell people all the time, you can write down everything that I do, but you, it's, it's not even about the, it's not about the ingredients only. It's also the intent of the person that's working the ingredients. So, and, and it's all, we, we never tell everything. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Hey, you can't have myself. Yeah. You never tell everything. That's good. That's good. I, I love the fact that we talked about what's the craziest thing you ever cooked, but you switched it. That it's not necessarily a crazy thing, but it's a process. And so I mean, you know, I always tell people when I'm interviewing someone, when I'm talking with people, when we are, whether we're having a conversation business or anything, anything that I give out, you're going to be able to use it just in everyday life with different stuff. And so I know you've cooked many things. Do you have a favorite thing that you, that you love to cook? Um, I'm trying to think here. So I really feel like I really, 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 well, one, I feel like, I think I really like to make steak. I love to make shrimp and grits. The funny thing is is that our shrimp and grits are really popular. So I feel like everywhere we go, um, I feel like I like the shrimp and grits because I had them out of town somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then I had them here and I was like, I don't like them. I had them out of town. I'm like, oh my God, I love this. And so what happened was in the restaurant I was at, was owned by people from New Orleans. And I was like, this is pretty good. And I was like, I got to figure out how to make this. So I tried to make it at home. My wife, I was like, this ain't right. This is don't taste good. And um, I was in the store on the phone and I was like, I'm trying to get this stuff to figure out these grits. And I ran to this lady and she was in the aisle. She kind of stopped. And I kept saying, this lady keeps staring at me. And she walked over and she was like, hey, you know, I'm from New Orleans. And she was like, you trying to learn how to make shrimp and grits? And I was like, yeah. I said, I've been trying. I said, I think my sauce is okay, but I really can't figure out these grits. I was like, they're not right. And I don't really like the way it tastes. And so she said, you know, grits take quite a bit of salt. The people put your grits, she said, they shouldn't. She was like, grits take quite a bit of salt for them to taste right. And she like, and that's probably why you don't like them. That's why most people don't like them. She was like, but I tell you, if you do this, she told me what to do when I wrote it down on my phone mm-hmm. and I went home and I tried to make it. I was like, I think I got it. And so um, I think because of that, and that was like a shared recipe thing. And I'd be telling people like, that's what I was saying, like food, like I said, food is memory foods, people. And so, you know, recipes are passed and people do stuff. And I think I like that, like that aspect of it, because I feel like this lady gave me her recipe and, and she didn't know me, but she gave it to me. And now I've fed thousands of people these grits. Oh, wow. Yes. And, and they love them. And so I like that. And then I like, you know, um, I don't, I think that I don't like the process of them, but I, I like giving people our soul rolls, which are our soul food egg rolls, because I think that, um, they are like a fan favorite. I feel like everywhere we go, people go crazy about them. And I think that I was on a um, this uh, clubhouse room one time and this celebrity, you know, they had this chef and I was friends with a guy who's been on Food Network. And he was like, I want to bring him in to speak, y'all. And so I came in and he was like, I want to bring him up to speak. He's like, you know, this is like my little guy. I want him to talk to y'all. So I came up to speak. And so this lady was in there and she's kind of a chef for some really big entertainers. And so she was like, um, yeah, 
He was like, I want to introduce him. She was like, you need to introduce me. She was like, I follow him on social media. She was like, you're making soul rolls. And I told my wife, I said, the price is going up. Like, people know who I am. And I was like, I don't know who she is. I was like, I, I mean, I know who she is, but I didn't think she knew who I was. I was like, yes, I yesterday's I price is not today's price, like we yeah. like to say. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I got a, a, a girlfriend, Sharon. She's from, um, I think Sharon's from South Carolina originally. Um, she lives now by way of um, Atlanta. And let me tell you something. When we get to her house, we always say, Sharon, you have to make us grits while we're there. When she come, you have to make us grits. And they seem easy, but let me tell you something. It's a it's a specialty to the grits. Like people, yeah, I, I, that's all I'm gonna say. We ain't gonna get too much into the grits, but people know you gotta, it's certain things. I mean, certain like grits. Um, I don't like harmony, but grits, oatmeal, cream, like all of those things, you gotta know how to uh, know your fire, know your salt, know your butter, know your, you know, all of these different things on what it takes to um to to really make it and know your textures i i, I love that i love that I, i'm gonna tell you i've been to new orleans plenty of times and there's a few places that i absolutely love but there's still nobody shrimp and grits i mean you all shrimp and grits is just absolutely amazing now i'm gonna make you laugh real quick i have yet to eat a soul roll really every time people grab them they put them up they um or one time um we put you a couple soul rolls up and somebody ate it somebody so i've never like had one right i've never ate one i i can't like you've made them like when i'm around but i'm talking running around and every time i don't get one or somebody says they put me one up and somebody steals it <laughs> every like I, I hate to even admit that i've like gotten so mad i was like gosh darn it even my church is like how oh, you tell them to do sorrows and i didn't i didn't even want to say i haven't tasted one because every time like even mama tried to bring me some sometimes i don't even know what happened i said gosh darn it i have not had a sorrow they yeah they, yeah this crazy real Oh, I know them. I've been there when people eating them and I'm like, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna grab me one. I'm gonna do this and just always running around. So next time I'm gonna make sure I get me some. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I, I get me some. So yeah, and I, I I had a feeling you were gonna say steak because I know you, um, I see the um, beautiful steaks that you um, that you make and even some of the private parties that you did. And um, I know... I know our listeners are going to be so blessed just to kind of talk, you know, to chef. And, and there are some people that are out there listening. They want, so it's two last questions I want to ask you. One, I want to ask you um, what's cooking for the holidays at your house for sure. And then I wanted to know, I wanted to ask you if you could give, if you would give any advice to anybody that's thinking about um, maybe even to like a young person that's thinking about going into the culinary field that's going into that. So those two questions, one, what are you cooking for the holiday at your home? And two, if you would give any advice to anyone that's wanting to go into this field before we get off the phone. Yeah. So, well, you know, uh, my thing and everybody don't like them. And I start messing with people probably about November 15th. But I'm a Chitlin fan, uh -huh. and so I got to have those. 
And um, I always fry turkeys. I usually fry them for other people, but I'm going to fry me a turkey and I'm going to bake a turkey and some ham. I got to have ham and greens and macaroni. Uh, we got coleslaw. We're going to do green bean casserole. We're going to have uh, wild rice. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, we got it all. Yeah. yeah cornbread rolls. Um, we having um uh pecan pie uh we got sweet potato pie i don't eat sweet potato pie but my my in-laws will sweet potato pie like i said wild rice we're gonna have a bunch of everything oh uh, i love homemade it. cranberry sauce my mama cranberry sauce that's my grandma grandma patch recipe i was just getting ready to say one thing i know my auntie's gonna make some cranberry sauce it's homemade yes. it's not no canned gel stuff it is actually homemade y'all <laughs> yeah and it's good dressing i mean you know i just feel like uh, and I tell people too, I mean, I'm very critical about soul food, like Southern recipes. And I just feel like, you know, coming from my family, I'm like, we just unmatched. And so somebody got to prove me wrong, but I feel like in my family, not just my house, but in my family, I'm like, we just kind of unmatched when it comes to this Southern food. So I'm like, okay. until, somebody, until somebody shows me different. You know, I ain't calling no restaurants out or nothing, but somebody showed me I didn't been all around until somebody proved me otherwise. Listen, it is nothing wrong with being confident yeah. Yeah, in what you what I, know. Yes. Yeah. And and I feel like um I had this conversation with, and this is what I was about to be my advice, um, which leads me to my advice. And so I had this conversation with my friend Gabby, who's a chef in LA, and we were talking, and this went viral too. I'm talking about viral, viral. Uh-huh. Thousands of people saw this tweet that I put out. And um, I, we were talking about humility. And I was telling her, I was like, sometimes I feel like people, a friend of mine had told me she felt like I was arrogant. I said, I'm not uh -huh. arrogant. I was like, and she was like, yes, you are, Anthony. And I was like, no, I'm not, actually. I was like, no, I'm not. Um, I'm not arrogant. I was like, I'm very confident in what I do. And mm -hmm. I was and I was like, and I feel like I know I'm one of the best at what I do. And I tell people all the time, like, it's nothing wrong with being humble, but being too humble will have you unbooked, underpaid. And I ain't trying to be either one of those. Listen, so, unbooked, underpaid. You better yeah. come on here. Now you 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 talking my language. And, and that's called false humility. And a lady told me that one time. I was like, oh, no, it's no. She said, listen, baby. She said, false humility is not good either. And, and if you don't know you confident about what you do, other people are not going to want what you do. Yeah, and I mean, so that's kind of what, you know, I got an apprentice and I told Dallas the first day I said, listen, I was like, it's, you know, come in. I'm like, you know, I do this, and he's like, oh, I like, we don't do that up in here. Like, you need to tell me exactly what you feel like you know how to do. I was like, cause I was like, I'm not arrogant, but I'm definitely not too humble either. So I'm like, I'm somewhere in the middle of too much for people, and I like because I know that I know what I'm doing, and I like, and I want you to know that you know what you're doing too. So when people come in, cause when you come in folks' houses, they need to be confident that they gonna get what they paid for. And yes. I'm gonna give you what you paid for. If you pay me, I'm gonna deliver. And so I tell people like, uh, people ask me all the time, like, well, what should I charge? My friend literally just texted me today and asked me, well, what would you charge? I said, I can't tell you what to charge. 
I was like, because I charge what I charge for the experience. It's not just the food, it's the experience. Mm. If you can give the same experience that I can give and the same quality of work, you can charge what I could charge too. I'm like, but if you know you can't, then you need to find somewhere to fall into. But if you can do what I can do and provide the same experience, then you can charge what we charge too. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right here on the Tell Them Sus podcast show. Listen, Tell Them Sus is not about a gender. It is a tag that I have been given. It's a mandate over my life. It was the title that I did um, for my brother's eulogy. And I promised that I would keep on telling them, sis. I would keep having a conversation with uh, real people, telling raw truths, um, giving tactics and tools to help push purpose out of people. So I pray that just listening to a chef and that you have heard something that uh, may have sparked you. It may have excited you about food. It may have um, pushed you your own entrepreneur um, journey, but whether it's cooking, whether it is, um, um, I, I don't know, design, web design, whether it is uh, podcasting, productivity, producing behind the scenes, whatever it is, I hope you grab the nuggets that um, that he had uh, given through, throughout this uh, throughout this podcast because it was very very good. And so, um, Chef, and just one thing: how can the people get in contact with you if they're in the um, Kansas City area, Kansas area, and and he does travel. He does travel. Um, all, all things are are available with the right price. So, how could they get in contact with you? Um, Instagram Chef Aunt KC and Season Classic Catering dot uh, is my website, and Season Classic Catering on Facebook. All right. Well, you all heard it right here. Thank you all so much. Don't forget to um, make sure that uh, you subscribe to this podcast. We are on every um, podcast um, format, whether it's Spotify, Apple. Uh, we're even getting ready to go on to Amazon Music. So um, just look us up. It's T-E-L-L-E-M-S-I-S. And so if so, if a friend or someone is sharing this with you, then um, I pray that you go back and Tune in for some more episodes of the Tell Em Sus show. God bless you and thank you. All right.